Welcome to The Thought Vault, where we learn to unlock our minds to live with more purpose and bold intention. I'm your host, Emily Vermillion. Take a deep breath and let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Thought Vault. Today, I have a very special guest with me. She is a podcaster, author, and speaker. Her name is Heather Creekmore. Her first book is called Compared to Who. It encourages women to uncover the spiritual root of their body image issues and find freedom in that. But her new book is what we're focusing on today. It is called The Burden of Better. It offers women a journey into the depths of God's grace and to find a way to get off of that constant comparison journey that I'm sure all of us listeners can relate to. I know I can. I'm raising my hand, but this is going to be a great conversation. I just want to welcome you, Heather, to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks, Emily. It's so fun to be with you. Okay, so comparison. This is like the burden that I feel we all bear at some point in our life because even if it's not body image related, which I think is kind of the first inclination for most people to think comparison, oh, you know, we're comparison physical attributes, but it can so infiltrate different areas of our life. I know for myself, I've had to really wrangle with just I don't want to sound like I'm a workaholic, but I am. <laughs> I mean, I am. <laughs> me too. Me oh too. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> for me, I think my comparison rotates around success and like what that means. And so, you know, constantly seeing if my journey and my experience and what I'm doing is measuring to other people. So whether that's your kind of linchpin with comparison or if it is body image or relationships, you know, feeling envious of someone else's relationship. I mean, there's so many different I mean, we could literally talk on this for hours. <laughs> I want to just give our listeners, you know, some good takeaways for today. So to jump in, you know, I, I love the subtitle of The Burden to Better, which is how a comparison-free life leads to joy, peace, and rest. And I think that's what we're going to focus on today. Like, that's the ultimate goal. Like, how can we really tackle this catalyst of comparison and what it does to our lives? So Can you just tell the listeners, you know, just a little bit of backstory? Like, what was the hope that you had for this book and this message to get out there? Sure, I'd love to. Like you said in my intro, I wrote a book called Compared to Who, released in 2017, and it was about body image. But everyone saw the title, Compared to Who, and they were like, oh, it's a book on comparison. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd be like, well, yeah, but no, it's really about body image. Right. So people kept writing me saying, well, where's the book on comparison? Like, I think I'm okay with my body image, but, you know, I cannot stop comparing the way my house looks to my neighbors or the way my kids behave compared to my friends' kids. And and so I was like, okay, I get it. I'm going to write a book on comparison. And then it was like, oh, dear Lord, I have no idea. What is the answer to comparison? (laughs) And so I would research and I found all these cliches everywhere. And so, and even with my body image stuff, like I was you know, I was raised in church and I knew all the scripture and then I knew all the cliche based on scripture, like the Christianized, and I say Christianized on purpose because I don't necessarily think they're biblical, but like the Christianized like saying that people would say to me. And I felt like it was the same with comparison where it was like, comparison is a thief of joy. Don't compare your backstory with someone else's highlights reel over and over and over again. You see these things and it's like, okay, that's nice. I'm going to press like on that pretty little picture with the words 
Right. And then I'm going to keep comparing. As yeah, I scroll I'm going to keep scrolling right? and right. being worried about everything. So I was like, okay, I do not want to write a book that gives people more cliches because they're yeah. not helping. Like we're stuck here. Right. And I, I believe the Bible has an answer for everything we get stuck on. Amen. So yes. God, what is the answer here? How do people get unstuck? And what he showed me was that it was his grace. And I was like, oh, no, those are like two disconnected things, God. Like, I do not know how I'm going to tie those two things together. And he kept saying, no, it's grace. No, it's grace. I'm like, "Mm, yeah, that's going to be two different books. I'm going to write my comparison book. And then if you still want me to write about grace, I'll write about grace. Yeah. But the more I dug in, the more I realized that that comparison, part of comparison's root in our hearts is a shallow understanding of Mm -hmm. grace and all of the different ways that God's grace completely answers our insecurity, completely answers the way that we try to justify ourselves by being good at something, right? Mm -hmm. Or being the best, right? Because that's really the best at something, you know, and like you said, you struggle with work. I struggle with work too. Mm -hmm. And what I think happens so much is that we find those areas in our lives where where we're talented, where we're gifted, like where God has actually given us gifts to use for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Those are the areas that we end up being most tempted to compare ourselves with other people. Like those are the areas where we kind of deceive ourselves into thinking, I can make it here on my own. Yes, I completely relate to that <laughs> statement. Yes. <laughs> and so so when we have a deeper understanding of God's grace, I think we start to see that, oh, wait a second here. No, no, no. He's the one that's given me these gifts. Like mm-hmm. I cannot make it on my own at right. all. Because if hey. I try to do it on my own, I turn into a train wreck working yes. hard or working too long or never finding peace and never finding rest and never mm-hmm. finding joy because it's never enough. And enough, that's yep. That's why this book is called The Burden of Better, because there's no top rung on comparison's ladder. Exactly. Climbing and you will never get there. Yeah. It's just one shiny object after the other that you're pursuing. And I've found that to be so true in my life. And I think too, when you start to have such a heightened comparison, I'll just say problem in one area of your life, it really does start to bleed into other areas because then you start realizing like, wow, I'm so consumed with this one thing that I'm dropping the ball in all these other areas. Right. And I, and maybe I'm speaking for myself on that, but I feel like, you know, because I can get into that frame of mind, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to pursue this because I feel like God's giving me the gifts to do this. And I'm good at it. And like you said, you become actually kind of independent from relying on God because you're like, oh, well, he gave me this. I'm like wearing it. I can do it. But that's not true. We, we do find. And then I think as well. Like, you know, I can always come to a motherhood for examples, but for me, it's like, I can see how it can be so focused on like, you know, trying to make this thing happen and it's never enough because like you said, it's just, there's always someone going to be better or more further on their journey or more skilled or more influence or whatever word you want to use there doing it more than you. I mean, that's just the nature of life. But then I start looking like, oh my gosh, like, Am I being a good mom? And then it's and then you go into the spiral of comparison of that, and it just it's a crisscross of stuff going on that is is relentless. And so I love that you're talking about grace because, quite honestly, that is literally in my own experience the only thing that has quieted all that down. It's like just getting back to the basics of, you know, like honestly, the only purpose for me to be on earth is to love Christ and love the people he's put in my life in this exact moment. So 
what would you say are your best tips that you utilize? I would say like on a daily basis, like what do you kind of do to safeguard your heart and your mind from jumping into that, those comparison traps kind of daily? Cause I know I do. I mean, especially being someone that on social media and has this feeling that I have to be, you know, just for Mm -hmm. the nature of my podcast and what I'm trying to do here (laughs) is hard. It's so hard. And then, you know, being a mom and seeing other moms at school or church or whatever. So what, what are some tips that you have for that? Well, I mean, of course, tip number one is taking thoughts captive, right? And I know you talk about that a lot on your Mm -hmm. show. So, you know, I mean, that's not going to be new to your listeners, but that's what has to happen here. I think the bigger challenge sometimes is like, what do you replace those thoughts with? Or what do you, yes. what do you do? Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you do after that? Okay. Yeah. I've got it lassoed. Like yeah. I live in rodeo land, right? Yeah. So it's like I've got the thought lassoed, but now where do I take this thing? Right. And so thinking about the scripture that tells us, you know, to take thoughts captive in submission to Christ. And so then what that takes me to is like Philippians 4, 8 where we're told what to think on, right? Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report. And so sometimes when I like, you know, find myself scrolling Instagram, which I have to be on also just like you, and it's a dilemma, but you know, I see that picture of that woman that that's doing better than I am in whatever Mm -hmm. area you choose. And I have to decide, okay, I need to think about what's true. Well, what's true? God gifted her. Yeah. And God gifted me. Right. And those two things are not mutually exclusive. Like I can't have, and I talk about this in my book, the scarcity mentality. Oh, exactly. There's only enough room for her to be a good author. Mm-hmm. There's only enough room. I mean, even in the in the realm of beauty, we do this, right? It's like she's so beautiful. I don't feel as beautiful. But it's like it's ridiculous if you stop and intellectualize it, right? Because yeah. you know that there's more than one beautiful woman on the earth. Right. Tell ourselves it's like, oh no, she got all the beauty. I'm sunk. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, so taking thoughts captive and then replacing them with truth, I think, is really important. But the thing that I like to do, just this is maybe more related to the body image area, but I think that most women, even mm-hmm. Christian women, can relate on a body image struggle. Yes. I like to think about my mirror. And so your listeners are just going to have to visualize this with me. So just take your palm, if, unless you're driving, don't take your palm off the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> just take your palm and you put it in front of your face and you pretend that's a mirror, right? And so a lot of times what you'll hear in culture is to feel better about yourself, you need to just stare in the mirror like longer and harder until you find something that you just love about you. And Mm -hmm. so let's say you decide that you love your nose. Okay. You don't like your legs, but you love your nose. So you're just like, I can go out into the world confident because I love my nose. Well, that's ridiculous, right? Because someone breaks your nose, your kid accidentally whacks you with their like Nerf tennis racket and your nose is broken. (laughs) There goes all your beauty and all your identity. Right. right? Exactly. Really not good advice. And so what I like to remind women to do and encourage them to do is to take that mirror. So if you've got your palm in front of your face, take that mirror and just kind of tilt it up. Like, er, then what happens? Well, your mirror is actually reflecting what's above, right? And that's why we're on earth, right? We're not on earth. To be exactly. as awesome and as hot <laughs> yep. and as, as beautiful as possible so people can worship us, right? We are on earth to reflect Jesus, right? Yes. To be a reflection of him. And so when you tilt that mirror up, you take the pressure off of mm-hmm. trying to have an appearance that competes with everyone else's appearance or trying exactly. to be the most beautiful and you can just reflect him. And so I encourage women, hey, when you look in the mirror, I just want you to mentally like picture it tilting up right? Mm-hmm. Take that pressure off. So yeah, taking thoughts captive, doing that, and, and then just really being mindful 
mm-hmm. of your social media time. You're, what are you watching, right? Like yes. Psalm 137 says, turn my eyes from worthless things. Like how many times do you find yourself watching a show or even like reading? I mean, magazines aren't as big as they were when I was younger, but like reading a magazine yep. or looking at things that make your mind go to a place where you're like, I don't feel like I yeah. am worth anything anymore. Exactly. But yet you chose to watch it. Yeah. Like you chose to read it. Yeah. And I and think so- that's where some women struggle because we do have to take responsibility for that right. aspect of our lives because we it does not serve us well if we're not taking stock of ourselves and understanding what are quote unquote triggers for us. I mean, sometimes like I always encourage my listeners, if you're not, if you're in a in a season of difficulty where you're finding yourself being very high, very low, very high, very low, take time to journal your day and see, like write down why was today a bad day? List it out. Or why why if you had a really great day, list why it was great. And then try to see where those elements are that really served you and really built you up. Maybe it's you finally got on the phone with a friend you haven't talked to in a while. And you got to have that connection. You know, we're all built for community. So, you know, we have to be mindful, though, of what's in that community that we're consuming. And it's so mindless. I mean, they've done so many studies on scrolling and social media, how it's more addictive than like hardcore yeah. Yeah, drugs. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's more addictive than cocaine. And so when you think about that, you have to be like, okay, well, I mean, that's a problem like right. for your mind to crave that. And so right. I love what you said about that because that you have to just really have an understanding of of kind of what you're thinking about. You guys know I always talk about that, like you said, and our thoughts have to be though replaced. I mean, you can't just right. like have mindless time because my an idle mind normally right. does not lead to anything right. well. So you've got to have, yeah, that replacement. And that's so important to me. I know when I'm just in a, a season of feeling bad or dark or depressed, you know, having just praise and worship music on in the background, like playing all day, that's helpful because when your mind does get idle or you're feeling a certain way, like there's that chatter that's happening. And to speak to that, you know, be mindful of what you're, what music you're listening to right. as well, because it invokes emotion. That's why we listen to it. Right. So we have Absolutely. to be mindful of all those little yeah. ways that we're getting subconsciously kind of conditioned to feeling really. Right. And so, yeah, our thoughts are totally going to dictate how we feel about things. And that's going to, if you're being mindful, like you said, of what we're thinking about, you're able to feel a lot better and a lot more positive. Right. I have a test that I encourage women with, and it's called, it's my 2H test, okay? Uh And so I normally start off by asking the question, like, if your husband had a hard time with, like, struggled with lust, Mm -hmm. would you buy him porn magazines? Well, you wouldn't, right? Right. Because that's just absolutely insane. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Um, But yet, right, we have a hard time with body image or Mm -hmm. comparison and we look at things that are triggering for us in a similar way. And so my 2H test is, is it healthy and is it holy, right? You wouldn't buy your husband those magazines because they wouldn't be healthy for him or healthy for your marriage. And -hmm. they're not holy, right? Like it's not, that's not what God, that's not what God has has designed, right? Right. And so, but, but likewise, if you're watching a show where there's a bunch of women in bikinis, even Mm -hmm. if your husband's not around, because I hear women justify, well, it's it's okay for me to watch it or it's okay for me to see nudity. I just don't want him to see nudity. No, it's not healthy for you either. It's not holy for you either. You, I've never met a woman who has watched those things, a Christian woman who has watched those things and then been like, yeah, I can't wait to, to be intimate with my husband because I feel right. so great about my body. It just, the, the world tells us that's the way it works. Yeah. 
but that's not. The oh, absolutely. Works. No, it's not. <laughs> so it's not. And I, and that's, I think why we, this is such an important conversation because, and just like that, you know, applying it to body image, but even seeing what people are doing, like, you know, I think in the space that I'm in coaching and things like that, you hear all these people that are making all this money and, and doing all these things, all these entrepreneurs and again, it can just go and you can go into that mind where I don't have any money like that. You know, I'm not making that kind of money every month. I'm not living in a house or driving in a car like that. And so it's just, it can be so consuming. And, and because we live in such a visual world and because we're so addicted to social media and we're seeing to use the cliche, the highlight reels of people's life, but really that is what we're seeing unless someone's just rogue and complaining and stuff, which we see that too. (laughs) <laughs> which does affect our mood. But, you know, having all of that visualization and combine it with the chatter of all this self-improvement and self-discovery right. and how we're always supposed to be looking at ourselves to answer all of our problems, that is literally getting us absolutely nowhere. But it's so easy to fall into the belief that, well, if I just can be like them, I can have a life like them. Or if I am wanting to manifest my, you know, whatever, I can manifest that into existence because we hear this verbiage all the time. And so it really starts to subconsciously change how we think about our own circumstance. And we feel like, and I think as Christians combine that with feeling and mixing it up with thinking that God doesn't think we're worthy enough for those things mm-hmm. is just false. It's just, you know, it's, it's not right. true. And so Having Mm -hmm. that is something I think this kind of leads me into my next question, because, you know, how does comparison cue us into the areas that we may need to be relying on God more and like need to be praying about that? How would you kind of describe how that can, how comparison can help us understand how we need to have more faith and and have maybe a deeper prayer life over that with Christ? Right. Well, I think you know, kind of like I was mentioning before, a lot of times it's those areas in which we've been gifted mm-hmm. by God or those areas in which we have decided, like, this is something really important to me, yeah. um, where we're most likely to compare. And and what I like to say, and sometimes this is real things that we compare ourselves to, like my next door neighbor really did just get her kitchen redone mm-hmm. and my kitchen is still 25 years old. Sometimes it's that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's just ideals. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I do not weigh what I weighed 20 years ago, and I feel like I should. Yeah. Or um, I thought once I became a mom, I would always, this is me, I would always make my children homemade organic things. Sure. And never yes. buy those dinosaur <laughs> chicken nuggets. Right. Guess what I buy? Yeah. Dinosaur chicken <laughs> nuggets. Right. Yeah. And I can feel guilty about that. Right. Oh, like, absolutely. Shame yep. and condemnation. It's and like I'm all perfect. these built up expectations. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so in any case, whether it's something real that you're comparing, or if it's just an ideal in your mind, I think it's important to recognize that these are idols, right? Yes. Idols that distract us away from serving God. They're idols that tell us if you could just have this thing, if you could just be like me, mm-hmm. or if you could just be like your ideal, then you would be satisfied. Then you would be happy. Then you'd be content, joy, rest, peace, all the things. Yep. And it's never true. Right. And, and so, so always there's just this fundamental problem. I think it's why it's the first commandment that God, thou shalt have no other gods before me. It's exactly. the first commandment because God knows our hearts are so prone to wander, mm-hmm. right? We're so distracted by, like you said, the shiny objects. Like, yeah. ooh, that's where life is. That's when I'll <laughs> have like arrived or gotten right. to this pinnacle. And 
I think that's something I have to remind, like, we're never going to reach our pinnacle here on earth. That is never going to happen because if that were to happen, you know, we'd all, we wouldn't need heaven if we were going to reach our absolute best here. right? Right. And I think what I've discovered, and this was kind of a, this was an aha moment for me because I've always cashed it out exactly like you did. Like, I just want to be the best. Yes. But it's, it's what's after that, that I think really drives me. Mm -hmm. I want to be the best so I can rest. Right. right? Like we go on diets so that we can lose the weight and not have to diet anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. We get the house all done the way we want to do it. Not because there's joy in that part. It's because we think once it's done, we'll be able to rest. And so it's that that rest that we Mm -hmm. really crave. It's that after, that after photo, right? The when I can rest, but mm-hmm. that rest will never come here on this earth. Amen. I yeah. mean, you redo your home and guess what? Joanna Gaines is going to come out with all new colors. Yeah. Forget shiplap. It's ship something lap. else. Yeah. It's that something was else. so 2018. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and then boom, you're back to square one. Your rest is over. Now you're going to have to redo your house right. again or, or whatever. I mean, everyone knows you can't just like stop working out and expect. Yeah. Your body to stay to the stay. same. Exactly. So it's, like, it's all just this illusion of rest. And the only rest we really can ever find is in Christ. Yeah. Right. He says, my, my, my yoke is easy. easy. My burden, burden is, is light. light. And if we look for rest in all these other things, we just, we chase, we chase a ghost. Yes. That is so true. Yeah. That is so true. And I think that that is something I've had to really echo in my own journey. Um, and maybe other listeners can relate to that because I've had to do a lot of understanding that my life is happening now. It's never happening when. I mean, yeah. a win may never come. You right. know, it is a cliche to say, but we don't know how much time we have. We really right. do not. And we can't ever buy more. We can't like go right. to the store and exchange money to get more time. Like it is finite what we have here and the time that God is going to allow us to be here. And so if you're not living right now, you're not really living. You know, right. we can get caught up in the past and and live in regret and feel like, oh, well, if I had made the choice that she made, I would be where she's at right now or or have what she has or he or, he or whatever. And so we live out of the past when we're thinking in that respect. And then we also just like, we're saying like, oh, when my house is this way, I'll feel good finally. It'll It'll feel like I've, you know, got to the place where I'm supposed to be. And, and we can apply that to our careers and our motherhood and everything, our, our marriages. And so if that's where your mind is, you're never in your actual life right now. Right. And I think that's always what I'm trying to help others understand. And really when I'm, I'm, I'm speaking that out, I'm, I'm coaching myself in that because I am so being a workaholic, I'm always like thinking about a goal. Okay. I've got to get this done. I got to get this step done, blah, 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 blah. And so I'm never just present. And, and that's what makes my heart ache when I really get still and think about that because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, what did I do today that was significant? You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not saying not to have goals, but like, was I really present today? Did I really like look at my kids and have a good conversation with them and make an impact on their heart? I mean, that ultimately is what we're all here to do is to just okay. be light, right? Be a light to our circumstance. It doesn't depend on your relationship status, your money, your career, your any, it does not depend on any of that. You can be a light at any point, at any time for God's kingdom. And that ultimately is our purpose here. I mean, it's just, you know, we just came off the hills of Valentine's Day and the day of love, you know, and how it's been commercialized. But really, it is a good day to celebrate. It's just a day about love, like loving people and loving others. And so 
I think it's so important. And like you've said so many times um, in our conversation, like just being able to be okay and have, and have God's grace on you and understand like, this is my life. This is who I am. And I'm going to be okay with that right now. And, and the areas that I'm not, you know, I can seek God's dominion over that and prayer over that. I mean, it's just, I think it's a constant thing that we always have to be aware of. Do you feel like it's not something you can just kind of put on the back burner? Like, well, no. And I think, but I think, and the the way you just said that, it just, it reminded me of how for years and years and years, it was like, that sounded like a death sentence. Yeah. I just have to be aware of the way God made me. Right. I don't like the way God made me. Yeah. What if I don't like the talents he's given me? Mm -hmm. And it kind of sounded like a downer, but I think when you really like dive into God's grace and you can see like, wait a second here. Like he has gifted me for something and maybe I haven't figured out what that is. Right. And maybe, or maybe maybe you never will. Yeah. Maybe you never will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, but just, I don't know for this is, this is my silly example that I share a lot, but like, you know, for so many years I struggled with my body image. Like, why Mm -hmm. can't I just look more like a magazine cover? Well, Emily, I'm like five, five. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't think I've weighed what a model ways. Yeah, me either. Like <laughs> right. Okay. Maybe even before that, right? And so, but it was very, it was very freeing for me to just suddenly realize, well, I didn't suddenly realize it got for God to show me. Mm-hmm. Like, Heather, if I wanted you to do modeling, yeah. I would I would have given you that body. model. Yeah. Right. And and so instead it's like, okay, God, God built me five five with mm-hmm. really fast typing fingers. Yeah. <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> right. right? And, and I mean, and I love to talk. Well, that's for a mm-hmm. reason. And so just figuring out, okay, you know, it's okay. God has gifted me. God has made me exactly yep. this way on purpose. And I just trust him to show me what that purpose is and to lead me and guide me from, from one thing to the next. Yes. Living in my purpose, not wishing I was living in someone else's. Amen. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. And, I, you know, how has comparison, because I know for myself, when I've tried to tackle this beast um, and, and wrangle it and, and be very mindful, how have you seen comparison, you know, change your relationships in your life? How have you seen that manifest into, you know, healthier relationships? Because I know for me, when I'm not comparing, Comparing, I'm much more happy and lighthearted right. and like, you know, just, I would say content. So have you right. found that to be true Absolutely. on this journey? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's sad for me to say this, but I would say, especially like for Christian women, like I have heard Christian women speakers from the stage say stuff like, well, I hate you because you're skinnier than I am, you know, and it's a joke. Ha ha. Right. But it's not like, yeah. It, it, it's actually probably putting words to what a lot of women in the room are thinking about each mm-hmm. other and it divides us. Yeah. Right. And so I think as soon as we can walk into a room and instead of mentally dividing the room into who's thinner than I am and who's who's not thinner than I am, and mm-hmm. instead be looking out around the room like, who can I love today? Yes. Like, who, who just Amen. Needs yeah. Right. And instead of walking in the room thinking about me, what do people think of yes, me? All the thoughts in your right. mind, your own rhetoric. Right. Yeah. Like, if you start thinking outward, mm-hmm. how can I bless someone who's, who's by themselves? Yes. Like who, who needs me to go say hi, because they don't have anyone right. to talk to and put all your focus and energy into mm-hmm. loving others. Oh, the freedom that comes yes. from self-forgetfulness. Oh, amen. Incredible. And then, and then beyond that in marriage. Mm-hmm. So I share this story in the book and this is something that I get a lot of feedback on because they're like, I never thought about that before, but I did that too. I used to compare myself to my husband when I had little kids, right? Mm-hmm. 
because he would go to work yep. and he would go out to lunch. <laughs> and he yeah. would spend You're speaking all to me right now. Yeah. In an office <laughs> without people touching him. Uh-huh. Right. And and so and he would get home and he'd be like, I'm tired. And I would be like, you don't know what tired is. Right. <laughs> right? Don't even, buddy. <laughs> right? yeah. I, but I would be angry with him comparing uh-huh. my life stage to where how his yeah. life was. And that created a great tension in our marriage where mm-hmm. I was just like, Egh! for yep. many years. But but then, you know, we were in counseling at the time. And so that helped me a lot. But just like recognizing like, this is just a stage, yep. right? Like this, I mean, and now my kids, my youngest is 10. And so <laughs> I get lots of time to myself now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to like beg them to come downstairs and spend time with mom. But it does change. But, you know, comparison is just, it's never healthy for relationships. Yeah. Um, comparing your marriage to someone else's marriage. My, I used to do this all the time. And my husband would be like, you don't know. And I'd yes. be like, well, maybe I do. But I have yes, a I do. I yeah. really think that this is how it is for them. And he's like, no. Right. right. Yeah. And so, you know, so just, you know, the Bible tells us to cast down imaginations. Yes. And I think too often what happens in our imaginations is we we replay, like even, even in the case of comparing yourself to your husband, right? Like you replay your husband's day as just this perfect blissful time. Honest truth is like he, he may have a tense work situation. Maybe he's trying to provide all the resources sure. for family yeah. and wearing the weight of if I don't of, do well at work today, like I am sunk and our family is sunk, right? Yeah. And so like, so it's not just that he had lunch by himself. Like there's so much more to the picture. We let the enemy let you know drive us to a place of, and really, I I think biblically we can't just call comparison comparison because mm-hmm. really comparison is often pride, it's covetousness, yeah, self righteousness, lust, yeah. self righteousness, it's envy, it's jealousy, it's all of those things, and yes. In, right. And, and it's so much nicer to write it off and just call it comparison because that's safe. But mm-hmm. these are really sin issues that unless yeah. we take care of them in a biblical way, where we're confessing our sin and he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, like first John 1 9 says, unless we're doing that, like mm-hmm. we're stuck in the sin and we're stuck separating from God. And so ultimately exactly. that's the biggest relationship problem we have. Yeah. And speaking, <laughs> yeah. And speaking to that, oh my goodness, I, you know, I had kind of a revelation, which it, it really shouldn't have been, but it kind of was because I remember it, it was last year and, you know, quarantine, I mean, really threw us off for a loop. I, we probably spent thousands of hours collectively more on like devices because of it. But I remember just like getting so annoyed about, I don't even remember the example, but it was, it was basically just other influencer that had something good basically happened to her. I feel so terrible saying that, but I had something good. I'm like, you know, like I spend so much time doing da, 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 da. Why, you know, why didn't that happen for me? And immediately it was just because I was on this journey of really just working on myself and really deepening my relationship with Christ, it just was like a light bulb. Like, this is specifically what I need to pray for right now. Like, God, why do I feel this envy in my heart? Like, please reveal it to me. Tell me why. Why is that bothering me? Why can I not, you know, let that go or, or not worry about why I haven't had that? Like, I just need this to go away. Like, I don't want to feel this way. Please reveal in my heart what it is. And oftentimes things like that come down to us having little faith, little faith in certain circumstances, little faith in certain areas of our life where we have this limiting belief that things like that aren't 
part of our story or or we've had a trauma or a hurt in our past that have had put a limitation on us and and not having the faith in God to not give us everything we want that I'm not preaching prosperity gospel but having the faith that God can help us through that healing and fixing right. that area that we've been basically you know we've connected this thing that X and Y don't can't equal in our life, right? And it, it right. sometimes it can be due to a grief or a hurt or a trauma or something that's happened. So every time we see that other person realizing something we feel is not part of us because of a falsehood, basically, it hurts. And so that envy rises up or that frustration or whatever can come to the surface. And that comparison really starts to snowball into other things. And so for me, it was like really just praying to God, like heal that hurt, like help me heal that hurt. Like, why does that hurt me? Because sometimes those things really grieve us. I mean, I've had my own, I've talked about on the show before, I've had my own issue with body image and I've had disordered eating and things like that from it. And so really just walking through the healing of that, I think helps mitigate a lot of the feelings that can snowball us into this like huge comparison wheel where everything starts to feel like it's falling apart around us. Like our life sucks when really it doesn't, you know, or, or there's so much more to be happy about and feel positive and and grateful for. Right. Well, just thinking about, I mean, it's not a nice, it's not like a nice warm topic, Mm -hmm. but like just thinking about the pride involved. Yeah. And thinking, God, I don't like what you're doing in my life. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Like God, it should be better. It should be different. Mm-hmm. Like, why is this my story? Yes. And, and just being willing to submit and be like, wait a second though, if I understand parenting, right? If I understand what it means to be a good, a good parent, even if I never saw it modeled, I think intellectually mm-hmm. we can, we can all kind of say like a good parent would be like this, right? right. If I really understand God is a good father, wow, like I need mm-hmm. to just trust you that yeah. even though this, ouch, I don't like the way this feels right now, but you're a good dad. And I know that this is my story for a good reason because right. I trust you in that. Mm-hmm. One of my new favorite verses for comparison, I was in a week of prayer and fasting all last week and, and we did Colossians 3. Mm-hmm. And Colossians 3.12 in the message paraphrase says this, it says, be content with second place. And that just hit me so hard last yep. week. I was just like, wow. Like for body image issues, like how, how many of us are in this imaginary beauty contest, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're oh, looking yeah. around like, ooh, did I win? see someone running in the neighborhood and you're like, I need to know they're running. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> she's winning, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, oh, she's, she's going to keep better. my crown and my sash. <laughs> <laughs> I better go running so I can keep yeah. my crown and my sash. But it's like, boy, if we took the perspective of being content with second place oh. and you're able to look out there and be like, you know what? I think she won. That's okay. Yeah. I'm in second place. Like, yeah. how would that change our perspective on right. everything? Oh, when we're exactly. scrolling Instagram. Okay, I'm, I'm good with second place. Like, mm-hmm. it just, it changes our mindset. And yes. uh, I don't know. I just, I thought that was a really. No, I love that. Part. Yeah, I love that. And I'll have to go read that because that is definitely a scripture that that's a great place to put yourself in when you're really feeling this entrapment of not measuring up. And right. I think that that's the benefit of having a father, having Christ in our life is that you know, oftentimes I I didn't ever really understand this example when I had heard it before I was a mother, but like God looks at us in a different way. Like 
the way I look at my children is different than they look at themselves, right? And right. so God can always see the good parts of us and help develop, you know, the things that we're struggling with, just like I try to do for my children. He does it so much better. I mean, he loves me more than I could love my children, right? And so I think having enough faith in that and his relationship to us that it's okay. Like we're not perfect human beings. We are not going to walk on this earth and have a perfect experience. And that's part of our story. I mean, that's part of why we're here because it's a process to get to know Christ more. And ultimately, I think it just comes down for me just to get back to my perspective of what is my purpose here? It's not to be the best speaker, the best podcaster, the best coach. It's not to be the best mother, the best wife, the best career woman, entrepreneur. It quite literally is only to love God and share that love with other right. people. I mean, like right. that is the basic of it. But I think it, just like you were saying earlier, when we're focused on the outward, like when you walk into a room, what can I do to serve others? If you have that perspective, your life is so much more fulfilling because right. you're really experiencing that flow through of the Holy Spirit working through you in a, in a context that, yeah, maybe you don't see all the fruit from it because you don't know, you know, what your words can do for someone. But I mean, I've had my own examples of people being like, you know, saying something about a show. Like, I mean, they, I'd never knew they even listened to my show. They've never commented or anything. And then they just randomly pop up and say, I really needed that show today or whatever. And I mean, that can happen in so many different contexts of your life. You don't even know if just smiling on the elevator on your way up to work is really going to just help someone. I mean, literally that that can be all it takes. So I just love that because I think, you know, when we're comparing, it is just like what you said, it's kind of, we're just trapped in this sinful flesh of, you know, what's going on. Like we're just feeling all these negative emotions kind of rolled into one. And so I love in the introduction of your book, you say, um, I'm going to quote you. It says, when you live a comparison-free life, you no longer see your deprivations as clearly as you see your blessings. Shedding comparison and that burden of better allows you to embrace grace and experience rest, rest, joy, and peace in amazing new ways. You become full of the plenty, not focused on the lack. And I think that just summarizes so much of your message because that is true. I mean, when we're living in trying to be comparison free, there's so much joy and peace and rest in that. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that. I've loved this conversation. I think everything that, you know, we've kind of touched on today, I hope, and I know I'm sure because I've prayed before this episode, before we got on this call, you know, that this message would help someone. And I just really believe in the power of focusing on God's word and his truth and who he says he is because that is where we experience true heart change. We could follow all the gurus. We could do all the diets, all of those things, but it's never going to fulfill us in the way that Christ fulfills us. Right. You can get the body. I mm-hmm. mean, I, you know, I wrote a book on how getting the body doesn't solve it. Right. But, but then it became my book and mm-hmm. I made, my book was my idol and if it just could get into bookstores and then I got into bookstores. And when I went to find it in the Christian bookstore, I couldn't find it because it was on the wrong shelf. Right. And then they moved it and like literally it's this, I'm going to make the short story super quick. It's super paraphrased. It's in my, it's in my second book, but literally go in to take my selfie with my book in Lifeway Christian score when they existed. It's actually like a big deal. And this is like the ultimate fulfillment for me. Yeah. And they had it on an end cap. So the end of the row. And that was like, that was going to be a huge deal for me. First time author, mm-hmm. but Emily, it was literally 
one inch off of the ground. In order right. to get a selfie with that book, I would have had to put my chin on the dirty Lifeway store floor. I mean, right. it was, humbling. It was, but it was yeah. like it was once again. I was like, oh god, I'm so sorry. I did it right. again. Like I yeah. thought this would make me feel good forever and ever. And I mean, right. I've sat in the conferences where the author says, you know, I made it to number four on the New York Times bestseller list, and I was suicidal because I didn't make it to number one. Like right. it's not going to fulfill you. We still were like, oh, I know that didn't work for you. Right. I know can do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but it's always, you know, like it, we talk about it in the t- in terms of money, like, you know, how much money is enough? Well, it's always just a little bit more, right? Yeah, exactly. Just a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, and right. so the same applies to beauty. The mm-hmm. same applies to fame. The yep. same applies to, you know, just success in any way, right? Yep. It's like, We'll, we'll know we're there when it's just a little bit more. And that's exactly putting our treasure in the wrong place, right? Yes. Like that our, our, where our treasure is, our heart will be also. And uh-huh. if we put our treasure into these places, we're just investing in, in stocks that are going to crash. Right. Oh, exactly. And I love what you just said, because that's true. I think if we can take stock of what is going on in our thought life, then you can see how much time and what priority is in your life. Like, right. what are you spending the most time doing? What are you right. spending the most time thinking about? And just to use your test earlier, are they healthy? Are they holy? If they're not, I think we got to really address that because that just proves what is really driving us daily. And and so it's it's hard. I I don't want to make it sound easy because it's hard to reflect on that part of your on your part on that part of yourself because I mean, in some situations, it's not pretty, and you're going to feel ashamed for it. But we can't get trapped in that. We have to understand, like like you said earlier, grace. Grace is part right. of the story. And God understands our heart. He understands, you know, sometimes the things that drive us aren't necessarily bad things. You know, wanting to be a right. great author and have a great right. book that gets that message out there. That yeah. was for God's purpose, right? So, right. It, you know, these things that are inherently good things or given, you know, godly things that we initiated, I mean, they can just turn into this kind of monster, you know, creating your own monster. So I think that's a great point to end on because I think it really makes us understand where God's, his grace and mercy and his love is always going to overcome that, that we're not lost to this sin. We're not lost to this comparison trap, but we can take responsibility for it and address it and be prayerful over it. Because if we do, our relationship with Christ drives that much deeper. We have a better understanding of him and how we can relate to our life. And that's a gift that ultimately is going to give you a message to share to other people and be that light. Amen. Yeah. If we can see that there's a sin problem, there's a cure for that. If it's just a normal girl problem, there's no cure for that. Right. If there's a sin, if it's a sin problem, there's a cure. And so just acknowledging that I think gives us great hope. Exactly. Exactly. So Heather, tell everyone how they can connect with you more or find you where they sure. can get the book so that they can get this amazing message that you've written on the hills of God speaking to you. Oh, thanks, Emily. Yeah, I'm at comparedtohu.me mm-hmm. online and compared to who on Instagram and Pinterest and all the places, YouTube, compared to who. You can get the books everywhere books are sold. So the first one's compared to who. The second one is The Burden of Better. So Amazon, Christian Book, Walmart, any place Christian books are sold online, you can find it. Awesome. That's fantastic. So everyone, please like and share this episode. Tag Heather and I so we can see that you're listening and we love that. And we are just so grateful and blessed that you were on the show with us today, Heather. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you, Emily. It was fun. All right. Talk to you soon. 
Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode. I so enjoyed that conversation with Heather. Be sure to check her out on Instagram. Go to her blog, comparedtowho.me. And please make sure that you are subscribed to the show so that you get notified every time a new episode comes out. Be sure that you are part of our insiders group in Facebook at our private group called The Bold Insiders. You can go to boldpearls.com forward slash insiders to get into that group or click the link in the show notes. Make sure that if you want more guide and tools and things like that to check out the ebook that is available now called The Quick Start Guide for Living a Better, Bolder Life. The resources to that are linked in the show notes. And also until next time, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12 too. Go live with bold intention, everyone. Bye for now.